The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. With so many people living longer, the fear of outliving your money becomes a reality for many of us. Will I be a financial burden? Will I outlive my money? How will I be remembered? My name is Neil Himmelstein, president of Main Street Planning Group. Please contact me by visiting MainStreetPlanningGroup.com. That's MainStreetPlanningGroup.com or call 631-647-4694. I will introduce you to strategies that will guarantee you will not outlive your money, that can guarantee you will not be a burden on your loved ones. Through a collaborative approach, we will uncover solutions that offer tax-efficient strategies, lifetime income, and legacy planning. Choice, organization, direction, and education. That is the code we stand behind. Contact MainStreetPlanningGroup.com That's MainStreetPlanningGroup.com or call 631-647-4694. And listen to me every Friday at 3 p.m. as I host the Main Street Code for Financial Success right here on 103.9 LI News Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Main Street Code for Financial Success. I'm your host, Neil Himmelstein. I can be heard here every Friday at 3 o'clock. And you can also catch me on Spotify and Apple and go to themainstreetcode.com and catch my past episodes on YouTube. And we are glad to be with you today, this Friday. Uh, beautiful rainy day. A um, lot of things happening. Uh, we help hundreds of advisors across the United States with insurance planning. Uh, our specialty is life insurance, long-term care fixed annuities, and disability coverage. And again, we help everybody from uh, you and you and your, your loved ones to, you know, high net worth individuals and large businesses and corporations across the country. And that's where our area of expertise lies. Um, last week, we had a conference in New York City where we had over 100 financial advisors come. I was happy to be the host of that event we had Delvin Joyce, who's a played for the New York Giants. It was a great motivational speaker. We talked about ChatGPT and business development and education, uh, and it was just just a tremendous, tremendous event. Uh, Tim Kennedy, another another uh, gentleman who has a show here, was one of our sponsors, and we had many other insurance companies engaged and involved, and it was very exciting. Uh, you know. One of the things in this business that I like to talk about is, um, uh, in general, when I'm dealing with people, is, you know, what keeps you up at night? You know, I, you need to ask yourself, what, what's keeping you up at night? What is your concerns? And, you know, one of the things I learned in the meeting last week, we like to think this, whether it's your education, outliving your income, am I going to make it to retirement? What if I get sick? We all have concerns, and there's a lot of noise also that's very distracting. Oh, my God, uh, the market's going up, the market's going down, this politician's doing that, this politician's doing that, the government's going to shut down, and there's a lot of noise going on, always a lot of noise, more noise today than ever there was, and what happens when there's turbulence is there's three things going on. Either you're worried about all the current turbulence or you have many people who fret about what happened in the past. Everybody, Nobody's life is perfect. Everybody hits bumps in the road 
Everybody has made good investments. Everybody's made bad investments. You can't walk around in life going, woe is me, and and dwell on all the things that have happened in the past. As a matter of fact, one of the things that Delvin Joyce talked about, and I've been hearing this a lot lately for some reason, uh, this expression has come to life in more than one situation. You know, once you hear something, there's a thing called burn the ships. And it, it comes back to when the Vikings uh, would invade territories and they'd go into towns and they'd burn all the ships afterwards. And, and the relevance of burn the ships is, okay, this happened, this happened, this happened. We're going to erase that from our memory and move forward. So I want you to be forward thinking. Okay, where am I at now? Where am I going? Is there any roadblocks in my way? And how do I financially address that today? Emotionally and financially. How am I going to address the future? So what a lot of people do, and, I, and, and this is for years and years and years and years, and this is human behavior. There's a large percentage of us because of our past, because of the current and turbulence, they freeze. And they take all their money and they put it in the bank and they don't invest it and they accumulate it there and it'll sit there making 1% or 2% and doing nothing for them because they're frozen into inaction. And then something happens and they don't realize they by having inaction, they're harming themselves. What do I mean by that? Well, if we're at an inflation rate at 5, 6, 7, 8, 9% and interest rates keep going up and we're sitting with 200000 300000 $400,000 in the bank making 1%, okay, inflation alone, we're not going to keep up with. So that $100,000 today... Next year, just from inflation and taxes, by the way, will be worth a spending power of maybe 90000 Well, how is that saving for our future? It's not. Now, you should have an emergency fund of six months. Okay, emergency. Something happens. Something happens to the house. Something happens. Okay, I need that six months. And, you know, you... You need to have cash flow. Your money has to work for you in some extent. Now, we've been talking for the last year since interest rates came up to take advantage of fixed annuities um, and annuity products. And today, you can very comfortably, without risk, earn 5% on your money. Very comfortably. Now, the difference in having it in a CD or a money market. Now, some of the CDs right now, short term only, are offering 5%, 5.25%. You could find 515 Only a very short time because the banks are in somewhat of a money crunch. The regional banks ran into issues a couple months ago. Those issues did not go away. The problem is, two years ago, when mortgage rates were 2 and 3%, they were loaning out money like crazy. The smart people refinanced and renegotiated their debt. Now the banks have that debt. 
Now, the banks could always service that debt because they would get money from the government very cheaply or from depositors by paying them nothing and loaning the money out multiple times. Uh, they could make money. But now they, they're running into reserve issues. So what are they doing? They're offering short-term rates to get you back into the bank. But what happens after six months and you buy that six-month CD, that one-year CD? We don't know what the rates are going to be a year from now. So you can't really lock in long-term rates. But short-term, they're offering incentives. Take advantage of it. But also, if you can lock your money up and not pay taxes on it at 5%, that's really a great deal right now. And we could do that for five years. Outside New York, almost 6%. So, I mean, the numbers are astounding. Now, but also, if you want to be a little inclined but are still afraid of risk, we work with a company that, that has it what's called an index account. So what they do is, if the market does well, you get a chance to participate in it. And you can hedge your bets, essentially, and possibly make 10% on your money. That's the current rates, what they call the cap. If the S&P from now until next year, where there's a couple other indices they track that you could get invested in, you can make up to 10% every year. Now, what's the downside? If the market tanks for three years in a row, they guarantee you'll make over 2%, which is still more than the bank, okay? Sitting in the bank, sitting in a checking account, sitting in a savings account. So I'm not saying take all your money and put it in there, but you should look at your money as buckets of money. And if you are very afraid or you just want to make sure your money lasts, you need to maximize all buckets of money, even your savings. Keep the six months liquid. The rest you have to put into something that's going to grow or be efficient or keep up with inflation and be minimizing your taxes. You're listening to the Main Street Code for Financial Success. I'm Neil Himmelstein. Uh, I can be reached at 631-647-4694 at any time that you like. And... You can always check me out at themainstreetcode.com or look at my LinkedIn, Neil Himmelstein on LinkedIn, or Apple or Spotify. Listen to my podcast. Anyhow, we'll be right back after a short commercial. Thank you. Back to the Main Street Code for financial success. I'm your host, Neil Himmelstein. And before the break, we were talking about your savings and your fixed investments and making sure that they're maximized in retirement. That, yes, you should keep six months in savings, but you need to take advantage of the higher rates and everything just to stay even and not have your money depreciate. So we can offer products now that you don't pay any taxes until you use the money over 5% and or if you want to take a little more risk but still no risk in a sense of you can make up to 10% or if the market doesn't do well be at like a 2% level very safe ways of investing your annuity money 
Now, one of the things I, I talked about in the past, and I want to reiterate because we're seeing more and more of it, is basic life insurance and term insurance, okay? Term insurance is, is buying rent for a period of time, and I'm hearing ads on TV nonstop, term insurance, term insurance, term insurance. What they don't tell you is, oh, I can buy $500,000 for $5 a month, and I'm 45 years old. What are you getting? Now, I've recently been working with a lot of people going through their portfolio. Part of their portfolio is not just their investments, but their insurance portfolio, where they have a lot of different term insurance. And anytime we quote even term insurance, which you're not going to get from that 1-800 number, what you're going to get is this is the cheapest price. Every insurance company today has different privileges inside the policy. It's all about the language. So inside that life insurance policy, even if it's a term insurance policy, which has been commoditized to the point of it's price, 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 price. It is not price, 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 price. One of the big features is what are the conversion features of that policy? Now, I just went through 20 different insurance companies when I did an analysis for somebody and they bought a big term policy five years ago. They now want it to be permanent, okay? But they only had four years to convert to a product that's competitive in the market. What do I mean by convert? Converting is a lot of these insurance companies historically have put in conversion privileges, which mean if I'm 30 years old and I can run marathons and, you know, I'm not taking any medicine and my, you know, BMI is good. And everything's great. I can get the very cheapest rate because of my great health. Well, if I buy a policy, a term policy, because I need to. I have a young family and I have kids and whatever, and I want to secure that and something happens to me. It's going to be very inexpensive. Okay? But... If I have these conversion privileges, whatever health I'm at, at that age, and I can convert it later on, I will have that same health rating. So maybe at 35 and 40 years old, maybe 10 years later, I run into some health issues. We all do, whether it's high blood pressure, cholesterol, we gain weight, whatever, uh, diabetes, we get COVID, we get long COVID, who the heck knows? That conversion privilege is huge, and every contract has different privileges. Some contracts have conversion privileges that um, will allow you to convert. Even if you're not healthy, you get your original health when you convert it. But if you don't have that privilege to do that, some have no privileges to convert. I don't recommend any of those policies because we don't know what's going to be 5, 10, 15 years in the future. Uh, we need to prepare for that. So when you're buying a product now, you want it to be for the rest of your life, even if you have to, I call term insurance is really a holding pattern for the rest of my life. It's not the ultimate solution. Uh, it You're buying a lease for the amount of years that you need maximum protection. That's what we use term insurance for. But at some point, you may want coverage afterwards or longer. Uh, it will cost you more money if you buy permanent insurance, naturally. 
and maybe it's not affordable, but you want that availability to convert some of it to something permanent. There's also riders you can buy within term policies, such as something that I highly recommend, a rider disability waiver of premium. What is a disability waiver of premium? Very simply, you have to pay a little bit extra for it, but if you become disabled, okay, they will waive your cost of insurance so that you'll still have your insurance. And what if I get sick or I'm disabled and I can't work, but I still want the coverage for my family. I still need the protection. They will waive the costs of that for as long as you're disabled. Very big feature to have that they don't talk about on 1-800-BY-TERM-INSURANCE to select a quote or any of these other ones you're hearing on TV or the radio. They don't talk about that. So I wanted to tell you about that. The other thing I've been reviewing with clients quite a bit is their disability insurance. Disability is your income protection. And we've, again, such a vital insurance that many people don't have. Most people assume they have it at work or they look at the price Disability insurance has a lot of clauses in it, a lot of clauses. One of the clauses that that are so important for professionals, uh, doctors, lawyers, CPAs, uh, insurance people, uh, many other professions, if you have a specific occupation, okay, that one of the disability companies or a lot of disability will have definitions of either own occupation, or any occupation. Let's talk about the difference. If I'm a doctor and I have a disability policy and I have my own occupation clause in there, and let's say I'm in a car accident, a friend of mine, this is what happened to him, and he was a hand, he was a surgeon, and he hurt his hands so that he couldn't do surgery anymore. He's getting full payment from his disability policy, yet he can still work as a physician. He can still work as a teacher. He could still do lots of other things, earn a living, and he gets paid his disability because he had what they called own OC disability. If he had any OC disability, they would not be paying him a disability payment because maybe he's working somewhere else, doing something else, and he would not get coverage. That's a huge distinction especially if you're earning a good living and you want to protect it, you could actually earn two livings. So I'm not saying to do that purposely, but that's a very important definition. The other definition in a good disability policy, and you pay for it, is called residual or partial disability. Now, a lot of people become disabled, and it doesn't have to be a crippling injury. It could be a stomach thing. It could be a you know, a disease. It could be, the, you know, many things. And they go back to work part-time or they can only work 10 hours or 20 hours a week. Having that clause of partial disability will allow you to work part of the time and still get your salary for the balance of the time. So a well-designed disability contract is going to be own occupation and it's going to have partial disability 
And these are functions of a quality product that you're not going to get, oh, I got it at work. No, the, the one you get at work is a group policy, which typically is not going to have both of those things. I would say 99 times out of 100, it doesn't. And the policy you have work at work is not portable that cover you if you decide to change jobs. So you could have term insurance at work. That may be gone when you leave. You could have disability at work. That may be gone when you leave. You need to buy for your own self and take care of yourself and your family for your protection and not rely on your company because it could disappear just like your job could. You're listening to the Main Street Code for Financial Success. I'm here every Friday at 3 o'clock. This is Neil Himmelstein. I can be reached at 631-647-4694 or catch me on Spotify and Apple, themainstreetcode.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks again. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its